This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine. <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome to the masculine journey. You would have thought I would have practiced that by now, but yeah. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad that you're with us today, and we're going to be doing a a follow up of sorts to last week's show. So if you didn't listen to last week's show, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, no, I would tell you you're going to enjoy this week's show anyway. Last week we were talking about um, loving in spite. And, and what you think you might be hearing is not necessarily what you're hearing, right? We're not talking about loving spitefully, right? That's the way you could interpret that. What we're talking about is you love people in spite of the things they do sometimes. That's called relationship. You know, I, I, we talked about, you know, our children, for those of, of us that have older children, they don't always do what we want them to do or what we think they should do, what we think is best for them to do. It doesn't change the fact that we love them. Right, and so the whole show last week was the whole part of learning to love people in spite of those things. And then after the show, Robbie, when we got together, you asked a very good question that led to tonight's topic or today's topic. Yeah, the question was, at what point do you say that's enough? And I don't mean that you stop loving the person from a standpoint of, you know, just loving them. What I mean is at what point in time do you break off the relationship or do you put some type of barrier there in order to protect your own heart or in order to give them room to repent? Um, tough love, as it were, or that kind of thing. And, you know, where do you draw that line and how do you know where to draw the line and what does that line even look like? Um, so I didn't bring up the topic because I had a lot of answers. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting, Robbie, and we're waiting on the answer. But you got a great clip, Sam. <laughs> I do. I do. And I'll, I'll play it here in a second. Well, the thing is, I think with relationships, it's a moving line. It's not something that you could sit here and say, you know, A plus B equals C, run. Yeah, right? let me just put this disclaimer out there at the beginning. If you say, I heard Robbie tell me I need to break up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You know, we're just trying to we're trying to figure out you know where to find God in that trying to figure out boundaries part of it because I, I one of the fears of doing this show literally is somebody's going to go oh now I have permission you know to um, end this relationship in whatever that might be N- not from me you didn't get permission okay <laughs> yeah it's not from us that you seek permission anyway and so we'll get to that in the show but I'm going to go ahead and. Play the clip. This is from a, a movie titled appropriately The Breakup. <laughs> so Robbie just had that disclaimer. We're right away using a clip from a breakup. But it's got Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. And I've never seen the movie. I've seen a lot of clips from the movie. But in what she's saying here from the clips that I've seen anyway, I can see her point. And we're going to kind of come back and talk about it. But they've had a very um, 
rocky love relationship, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, um, and uh, they live in the same location, the same house. And so it's it's been a really difficult time up until this point. They've kind of tried separation, different rooms, different parts of the house, that kind of thing. I get the feeling they live in a big city, so it's not easy to go get a place on your own, that type of situation. And But I want to listen to their dialogue and then kind of come back and talk about it. And where we pick it up, she's sitting in, in the bedroom, and, and he comes in to talk to her, and this is where the, the conversation goes. My lord, Gandalf. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> They like to talk about Gandalf. Yeah, you know? I, <laughs> they were a big Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I think the movie was before <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you need to double click on this before you hit the space bar. So here we go. This is the right one. Harry, I just I don't know how we got here. Our entire relationship. I've gone gone above and beyond for you, for us. And I mean, I've I've cooked. I've picked your up off the floor. I've laid your clothes out for you like you were a four-year-old. I support you, I supported you, your work. If we ever had dinner or anything, I make the plans. I take care of everything and I just don't feel like you appreciate any of it. I don't feel you appreciate me. And all, I've, all I want is, to know, is for you to just show me that you care. Why didn't you just say that to me? Gary, I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, but never like that. You might have said some things that you meant to imply that, Brooke, but I'm not a mind reader. It doesn't wouldn't matter. You are who you are. Just leave me alone, okay? Right now. Just shut my door. Listen. All right, Gary, just please. Just leave my, leave the room. Listen to me. Gary, just, I don't want to be near Listen you right now. Me. Please, just shut the door. Pretty uplifting clip to start the show. <laughs> Robbie yeah, always likes a laugh track. Yeah. Well, it did have a it did have a clown horn in it. I did put the clown horn in yeah. there. You know that was supposed well to, that was supposed to be the laugh portion. Okay. Of the track was the clown horn. But no, what you hear there is you know definitely two people, in one way or another, that feel like they're they're giving to the relationship. You know, it'd be easy as a third party person to sit in and kind of watch this play out and say, well. One's definitely giving and the other one's making excuses, right? But what you're really hearing from her heart is her just saying, I've had enough. You know, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. And I think that there comes a point that we have to realize when is that point, whether it's in a, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that scenario, or, or, or friends or work relationship or whatever you may may be, you know, because that that – that feeling of being unappreciated, that feeling of be, feeling abused can come in many different forms. You know, it's not totally just in a husband-wife scenario, that type of thing. It can come in friendships and in lots of different ways. Yeah, and I, I've seen that movie and for, you know, I don't know what you call it, but alert. They don't get back together. <laughs> you know, that's why it's called the brain. Hard to watch spoiler movie. Alert. I mean, spoiler alert. That's the word I was Yeah. Thinking. Oh, my gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> because for whatever reason you know they won't really listen to each other and, and they don't really acknowledge the other person's feelings and, and and give that an opportunity and so you know it really breaks my heart to to have watched that movie to go wow wow how do i not fall into this trap because in in this particular one 
you know, I don't know that it was enough, you know, that they really did, you know, because there wasn't a, a sense of abuse, really. Well, there was some abuse in there. If you watch it, it's kind yeah, of there's some verbal abuse for sure. Yeah, there's definitely some weirdness. But f- for the most part, you know, you could see that, wow, that, that, that was a relationship that possibly had a chance if one person could swallow their pride enough to go, okay, what, you know, what's really going on here? So, you know, that one leads me back to my big problem is when, when is that? And, you know, I guess it was Rodney that was saying that, you, you know, you're Jim, that you got to bathe that thing in prayer, right? Yeah. I mean, you, the, 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 any relationship, you have to bathe in prayer. And, you know, it's, I, I hate to say, think that any relationship can't be restored or anything's permanent or terminal, right? You know, it's sometimes you, you just got to take a break from each other. You know, either, you know, my, my father used to tell me, you don't have something nice to say, you probably shouldn't say anything at all. Well, and I think that applies. It comes to a point in time when you're just digging a deeper hole and you have to bathe it in prayer and wait and, and hear what God's going to tell you to do. Yeah, I know. A lot of times we we wait till the after hours uh, portion of the show to get a little bit more uh, vulnerable. Um, one time in my life, the way this this played out is, you know, I grew up with an older sister that I talked about on the show that was not very nice to me in lots of ways. But it wasn't just me that she wasn't nice to. Um, she had a way of being very dividing in the whole family. Um, you know, one time my dad had a physical issue going on and. She tried to convince him my mom had had an affair on him, you know, just stuff like that. There was always these types of things around her that there was a lot of carnage, you know, and it was pretty pervasive in our life up until the time my dad passed away. And then when he passed away, you know, she came to me and was being very kind uh, before the uh, the showing and the funeral and was wanting to know what was going on in my life. And I'm like, okay, maybe dad's death will have a, a positive impact only to find out later that as I heard her talking to people, she didn't want to be embarrassed by not knowing what was going on in her sibling's life. And so she was just getting the information so she could act like she was um, uh, engaged, you know, that she was a part of the family. And then while we were all at the funeral, she came back and took all the stuff that people had brought and took it to her house (laughs) type thing. And she pulled away from the rest of the family Right, But I also got to say, I didn't feel the calling to pursue her because the story of her life, and I know she had mental issues and I know there were other underlying things. It wasn't just she was a bad person. But everybody that came in contact with her's life was tore up. Right, And so I really, not for her it wasn't good, but I think for all the rest of the family, it ended up being a very good thing because there wasn't this thing that was causing division all the time on things that weren't really issues. Um, and I know at one point, and I'll share this, that she had, uh, had talked her, her daughter into letting her adopt her granddaughter so she could give her insurance. And then once she adopted the granddaughter, she kicked her own daughter out of the house saying, it's my baby now, I'm going to raise it. Hmm. Right. And, and so you can look at a situation like that and she's since passed away and, you know, and God would call for me to pray for her, mm-hmm. you know, which I would do reluctantly, but I would do, <laughs> I mean, to be very transparent, I had a hard time. There was a lot of animosity, but the more I prayed for her, the more my heart cleared. Right. But I do really believe, even though it may not have been the best thing for her, it was the best thing for other people. 
Right. And I think that's what we're talking about. My fear about last week's show is that you would have somebody listening that isn't a very abusive relationship of some sort and listen to the show and say, oh, I just got to stick it out. Well, maybe you do and maybe you don't, but only God can give you that answer, which is what we're going to keep coming back mm-hmm. to is that you got to walk with him in it and know when to say this enough is indeed enough. And that's what we were kind of talking about earlier uh, before the show is that, you know, God's going to give you an answer. You know, it may come through the wisdom of a friend, may come through God, reading God's word. It may, you may be sitting in a, a sermon at church, but God's going to give you an answer. You know, it might be a situation on a television show that says, hey, you know, and you'll know it's when I want it, when to it Rodney's comes. favorite podcast. Right. <laughs> or Rodney's favorite podcast. <laughs> but when it comes around, you're going to know it's from God. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the thing is, one of the key things is you got to be willing to hear either answer. Mm-hmm. If you're only willing to hear one answer, then you're not really willing to hear from God. <laughs> that's right. If you're still praying for somebody to get run over by a bus, that's the wrong prayer to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go to masculinejourney.org. You can listen to last week's podcast. You can listen to any other podcast we might have done. And you can also contact us through the website. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. No, no. I think I would make that a ringtone for you, Andy. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Just based on what happened during the break. That's uh, who, who was that, Andy? I have no idea. Really? Really? Y'all told, said it earlier. It was one of the four Beatles. That'll, that'll help you. Paul McCartney. That was one of the four. Yeah, that, was, the right that, one? that was the right one. Ringo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apparently he did. <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard that song. I, I think that actually several people have recorded it. I, I'm sure several people have felt it. <laughs> but I actually like that. You know, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but I like that song, you know, because I've had enough sometimes. Yeah. And, and that, it was a night. So he, was, he said, I can't take any more on there, I think. Yeah, I can't yeah. take any more. Yeah. And the whole so rest of the song, if you listen to it, it's, it's about relational breakup. Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff, but I, I think that there's times that it's okay. Say you've had enough mm-hmm. scripturally, right? And I'm not usually yeah. the one that throws scripture out there, right? You want me but, to? No, I was going to throw a couple of them out there, and I'll ask you for one. But think about the the time in the temple mm-hmm. when Jesus casts out all the money changers. Definitely, right? That's a time when he just said, "I've had enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. this isn't going to happen anymore." Right? He he did it with the um, Sadducees and Pharisees. 
Right? Oh, you hypocrites. Yep. Yeah, you know, a whip would not be the best choice, probably. But Andy, you had a you had a um, verse as well. Well, yeah, it was from Ecclesiastes. You know, there's Ecclesiastes three is the place where you have one extreme to the other. So, um, get out of the way here. Um, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. The time to keep and a cast away is, you know, if that's a individual in your life. There's a time to keep. You continue to pursue after that person's heart. There's times when you're pursuing after that somebody's heart wrecks your heart. So mm-hmm. it's time to cast away, you know. So. Yeah. And, and I a think, time to love and a time to hate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things that's healthy about the first of the year, everybody has these these resolutions, you know, that mm-hmm. they, they will do. Or for us, we have word of the year, right, that we that we focus on. But I think it's also a yes, Rodney. I've been focusing on it some more than last year, a lot more than last year already, <laughs> which is some is a lot more than last year technically. Uh, but I think it's also a good time just to evaluate some things and say, you know, what time, what things need to change in my life? A good prayerful time to evaluate yeah. things, yeah. right? And if there are relationships that are out there that are really hurting you hmm. in lots of ways, to to take that to God and say, God, what time am I in? Right. I had an example when I was uh, probably the first girl I really liked, really liked. And uh, what was her name, Andy? Uh, I can't. No say last name. <laughs> no last name. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. You're from this area. Never mind. Uh, exactly. I'm gonna just keep it between. Uh, give you I'll give you a name, but I won't. We'll just say Sally. So we'll go with Sally. So okay, Sally, and uh, you know, just going after Sally's heart and whatever. It was probably more infatuation than it was love, but I. I mean, when you first feel it, you don't really know the difference. And, you know, she really seemed interested to begin with, and then she did me wrong. And I just totally ignored her and hurt her feelings. And then a few months later, she came back I was like, and made all these, you know, statements. And I was like, oh, this is different. And did it. That went three times of all in. I mean, all in. And the third time, if, I don't know, it was probably two, three years later, she called me up. And I had just moved on. And I actually had gotten serious with God at the time, too, so that helps out. And it was so nice to be able to not chase that again mm-hmm. and be able to say, no, I appreciate – I mean, you know, good to hear from you, but I don't think we should do that see each other anymore. So, you know, that was a place where finally my heart was – you know, I had guarded my heart, and I didn't jump back in and just respond. I had become – I had taken control of my emotions mm-hmm. and my uh, heart, so – had I known that was a story, would we use the name Lucy, yeah, like from the football? Because <laughs> <laughs> you kept trying to I, kick it. Don't be messing with the name Lucy. That was my dog that recently passed away. Oh, so. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, thanks for breaking me down. Appreciate but, but, that. But you got to look at the opposite of, uh, side of that coin too. You, you know, you look at the prodigal son, mm-hmm. right? Did the father chase after the prodigal son? No. Sometimes people just need to go away for a while. Did he reject the prodigal son when he came back? No. And we have to keep that in mind, too, that, you know, sometimes people come back, they're very repentive, they're sorry that they've damaged the relationship, and they understand that. You know, the son came back and said, I'm willing to work for you, you know, and not be your son. And that was showing repentance to the father. And I think that, you know, there's oftentimes when relationships go one way or the other, and they can be restored at a later date and time. Yeah, absolutely. You see that with Paul and Barnabas in, mm-hmm. in Scripture. So, <laughs> I couldn't help it, but the 
prodigal son was he in the newspaper business? <laughs> <laughs> Are you making fun of my accent? Yeah, he is. He's periodically making fun of your. Yeah, uh, I was accent. wondering, you know, when he went back to work, if he was. I'm sorry to tend to. Well, Robbie, since you're talking, you have a, you have a clip. You can play. Well, it's it very much along the lines of. Uh, um, what Andy was saying. So I was praying about this because I, I, I didn't come up with a topic for nothing. I mean, it's a place where I struggle a lot. I really do. Um, anyway, I landed in, in kind of through prayer on Proverbs 4.23, which is the guard your heart, you know, which they talk about constantly at Ransom Heart, that this is a critical scripture, which is kind of neat when you really look at that word guard. I could give you all the Hebrew, but let me just give you the short version. Is that man? You're really you have your mind set on what's above. You're looking for light, and you're not letting anything dark get in. Okay. Well, very cool from my perspective. I never noticed it that it's so clear. After Proverbs four twenty three comes four twenty four twenty five twenty six, which give you practical ways. Yeah, it's usually in order like that, Robbie. <laughs> periodically. <Yeah>. So periodically, <laughs> sort of a chart, you know. Anyway, <laughs> like a period piece. So, the very next line, if you if you look at it, I'm going to give you the RSV Robbie Standard Version is, "Stay away from liars." And and for people with perverse you know speech, which means crooked, which means or periodical, yeah. <laughs> so, as I was thinking about that, I couldn't help but think about this clip from the movie. Lord of the Rings. You may have heard it earlier. <laughs> yeah, we heard the beginning. It's a teaser. And you might guess it has Gandalf in it. But don't miss out worm tongue here um, because you can see that King Theoden's issues here have come from allowing this worm tongue who, who was speaking lies. Once you buy into them, you make agreements. You know, they are very, very, very divisive in a relationship, and your heart can get attached to lies that you know she's going to be different this time or whatever that may be and part of guarding your heart and 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 just the wisdom of solomon is look at wow how much can i count on what this person is telling me so here we go for king theoden my lord gandalf the gray is coming he's a herald of woe the courtesy of your hall is somewhat lessened of late, Theoden King. He's not welcome. Why should I welcome you, Gandalf Stormcrow? A just question, my liege. Late is the hour in which this conjurer chooses to appear. Last spell I name him. Ill news is an ill guest. Be silent. Give your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed through fire and death to bandy crooked words with a witless worm. Stop. I told you to take wizard. Stop! <laughs> I would stay still if I were you. 
Arkantum. I release you from the spell. So, Robbie, what was it about that clip and this topic that really had you intrigued? Uh, it's kind of neat that you you not only have the person that he should have taken out of his life, right, if Theoden had taken a warm tongue out of his life, but then you have Gandalf who actually has to come in and give him some release from those agreements that he's made. And, you know, it gets back to a really difficult question that we have pondered since we were talking about this show is why is it that we feel like we haven't done enough and at the same time we feel like maybe Jesus hasn't done enough and and Jesus even asked me that question one time Robbie didn't I do enough and man our pride is all in the middle of all these connectors that are kind of getting us to this point which Rodney you know you completely took us there well that's where the when I was doing a little thinking of, oh, like you just did, Sam, a little bit ago, of some, some of the obvious places where God's said enough, the place that I didn't expect to go was Second Samuel 24 and where David actually numbers the people. And I'm like, in our world, we're thinking, oh, that's, what's the big deal? But to God, it was such a prideful issue for him to go do something that he was not told to do, he's not supposed to go do. Um, Joab is even saying, David, don't do this. Don't have me go do this. And he told him to go do it anyway. There's not a lot of reasoning as to why he was said he wanted it numbered. There's nothing really given for a reason to really go do it other than pride really sticking out there. And that's why, like you were saying, Robbie, this pride thing is just so huge for us. And then what was going on in the middle of this whole uh, story is that he's going to end up with um, basically an angel with a stretched out hand. This is in 2416 of Second Samuel. When the angel with the stretched out hand tore Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from all calamity and said to the angel who destroyed the people, It is enough. Now relax your hand. The angel of the Lord was standing at the threshold floor of Aaron, of, of, of the Jezebite. And it's just like God said, Enough. We've done. He relented and repented at that point and said, I'm not going to punish him anymore. Yeah, I think that that whole pride factor gets in the midst of it. And the only way we get around that is to say, okay, God, I got to let you lead. You know, I got to let you lead and tell me when enough is enough and help me feel comfortable when I've done enough, right? To make me feel like I'm not the answer to their problem. You are, right? And so go to masculinejourney.org, download any of our podcasts. This is the Truth Network.